We've got a lot to cover tonight, so let's get right down to it. As you probably know, there's been a heated national discussion on social media and news sources this week concerning Rachel Dolezal, who was outed by her parents as a white woman when she herself identifies as black. Dolezal, up until last week, was the Spokane chapter president of the NAACP and held a commission chair with the city of Spokane. Today, she is gone from both of those positions, one for allegedly lying about her race and for which she herself decided to step down so that the organization could focus and move on without further distraction. And the other for alleged improper behavior for which she was sacked by the mayor. But you have to wonder if that second departure ordered by the mayor is not somehow related to Dolisal's racial identity disclosure, given the conspicuous timing of her release. So where is she now? What's she doing these days? Well, she has been invited to tell her side of the story out there on many different television interviews. Earlier this week, in an interview with today's Matt Lauer, Rachel said that she identified as Black. Lauer seems stuck on the word African-American for some reason, repeating it several times over and over again. Why? What's his point? Both scientists and anthropologists have long disassociated national origin from race and agreed that race is socially constructed. Ancestral origins, physical traits, shared language, and birth circumstances are not the same as race or racial identity. And oddly, Matt Lauer never refers to himself as European-American during the interview. If it's indeed such an important distinguishing term, why not make the comparison to facilitate the line of questioning? Rachel clearly states that she identifies as Black, not African-American. She's fully aware that her roots do not go back to Africa and that her heritage is not African. Asserting that would make her an imposter. On the other hand, what she does express is self-identification. From very early on in her life, she felt that her racial identity was more aligned with being black than being white. And over time, she cultivated that identity and aligned it with who she felt she was. She went to Howard University, a predominantly black college. She nurtured a black family, she changed her appearance over time to look more black. She got deeply involved in the black community. Her social construction and experience was that of adopting, celebrating, and enjoying the daily life of a black woman. She took on jobs. Yes, she represented herself as black because she felt she was black. She identified as being black. So, she also told the MSNBC host, Melissa Harris-Perry, I have really gone there with the experience in terms of being a mother of two black sons and really owning what it means to experience and live blackness. I have to say that the interview with Melissa Harris-Perry came across as a genuine attempt by an interviewer to get at the real issues of Rachel's self-identification as black. And apparently, there has been resentment towards Melissa for doing so. Melissa says to MSNBC's Chris Hayes, she, meaning Rachel, legitimately expresses herself as a black person. So, 
why all the rage out there in social media and the news circuits? Melissa was also careful to not ask Rachel if she identified as, Ameri as African-American, but rather as Black. Melissa Harris-Perry showed authentic empathy and understanding, not jumping out of the gate, building an attack-and-destroy mission, as with other commentators. Since being outed by her parents, who, by the way, think that Rachel needs professional help, she has been the target of very unsavory comments by both well-known mainstream commentators, the community at large, including those that use social media sites like Twitter. Charles Blow, in his New York Times opinion piece, and quite similar to Matt Lauer, played the meaningless heritage trump card. He asserts, This is a spectacular exercise in hubris, narcissism, and deflection, and coattailing very real struggles of transgender people and transracial adoptees to defend one's deception. On Twitter, there's no shortage of backlash. Dirty Ho Buttercup Bitch says, no matter which way one can put it, she is doing blackface and appropriating black culture with her hair. She is white. Angela Booker, Angie Booker, says, it's incredibly insulting to suddenly become black as if I can become unblack. We are not a novelty to add to your resume. Vincent Patrick, King Kai Juice, says, She did good things that anybody could have done. She lied, which granted professional and education benefits of being black. And there has also been an orchestrated attempt by news media to draw hard distinctions, distinctions of difference between the transgender struggle and that of race. I'm really skeptical of those people who rush to portray Rachel's self-identification as invalid by juxtaposing it against the historical and current struggles of blacks. That she hasn't somehow rightfully earned her blackness, but rather misappropriated it in a clever and deceitful manner for personal gain. Why the protectionist stance? I don't get it. What's there to lose by letting more people in? And yet, for as many people that have tried to academically discredit and disassociate the similarities of transgender self-identity with racial self-identity, the two do have much in common. Let's think out loud for a minute. Someone's sex is biologically male at birth, but they discover through time and social experience that their gender is more aligned with and constructed around being a woman. Not so many years ago, society pushed back on this classification of gender identity as well. The same things are now being said of Rachel Dolezal. But if our understandings of race have evolved from that of birth circumstances, national origin, and skin color to that of one that is socially constructed, then why the backlash? Why not embrace Rachel's self-identification even if she hasn't had to struggle as much as or in the same way as others have in finding hers. And for some commentators to prop up transgender people as clinical evidence that one journey is more authentic than another and that comparative analogies aren't valid, that's discriminatory. Of course gender and race issues are different and constructed differently, 
but that does not eliminate the validity of comparisons or render them mutually exclusive to one another. Dorian Warren, an MSNBC contributor on the program Shift, relies on a convoluted explanation by Parker Malloy, a writer at Upworthy, explaining how as a transgender that she is a woman, but that Rachel Dolezal is not black, even though both gender and race are socially constructed. And why did we not go through a similar heated national debate when Michael Jackson shifted into a somewhat similar white identity? His skin color changed over time from black to white. As a person with vitiligo myself, I know that it's blotchy. It's not uniform in color. His hairstyles went from a natural fro to straightened hair. He married a white woman and raised children that were biracial, white and black moved inside white cultural and social circles. There are parallels. Is it just because Rachel Dolezal dared, under force of being outed, spoke the words, I identify as a black woman, I identify as black? That we are witness to this firestorm to discredit her, just because Michael Jackson never said, I am white, doesn't eliminate the possibility that he identified racially as white. He appeared to socially identify as white even if he never mouthed the words or checked white on a job application. At that elevated point in his career, he didn't have to. His fame opened doors and allowed him to live as he wanted. Rachel Dolezal has given us a chance, an opportunity, to begin dialogue on racial identity just as Stonewall and other events have given rise to dialogue on transgender identity. And let's stop playing semantics by asserting that we can't make connective analogies and that the term transracial can't take on new meaning because that term is reserved for children of one race adopted by another. Does the word gay mean the same thing that meant many years ago? No. Things change. Those points are, well, pointless. Let's stop punishing and ridiculing Dolisal and harassing her by saying that she's playing blackface and is appropriating blackness for selfish benefits. Perhaps, just perhaps, it's time for we as people to also do a little evolving and changing too. DNA similarities as homo sapiens are 99.9% .9 between all, all races. So why make such a fuss over one's self-identification when we are all so similar as people? Let's celebrate both our differences and our similarities. If Rachel Dolezal self-identifies as black, then she's just as black as Parker Malloy is a woman. The NAACP and the city of Spokane are at a loss this week. And we, whether you embrace it or not, are on the cusp of greater understanding and hopefully acceptance concerning the fluidity of racial identity. Good night.